morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hopefully, you're having a very solid Tuesday so far, although, God willing, it just started. 26th day of November 2019 on this short week. Hopefully, it'll be a good one for you, Chief. Bucko, pal, friend. Chief? Yeah. Bucko. What's uh, what's your go-to nickname for somebody when you don't know their name? You call them buddy? Idiot. Pal? <laughs> well, let's say you, you actually want hey, to. Hey, buddy. Hey, bu- buddy? I don't know. I don't really talk to people I don't know. <laughs> That's not true. You make hey a there. living doing hey that. Hey, there. Hey, you. Hey. Oh. Oh. And you just point. Ah, ah, ah. Yep. I'm a sir or ma'am guy. Dude. Uh, hey, dude. Hey, dude. What's up, dude? Hey, friend. Pally. Well, uh, either way, whatever the nickname for you is, hopefully it is a solid Tuesday for you. My name is Nick. That's Big J over there. Big J, I see you have broken up the uh, the back massager. That can't be good. Oh, man. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a massage or not, but it helped a little bit here this morning. A doctor gave that to us. Doctor? Doctor? And doctor. And it works, huh? Yeah. Good. Temporarily. I've, I've used it a couple times, and well, I've liked it I know you're not using well. it for your back. Uh, what would I use that for? I don't want to say on the radio. Other than my back. Oh, you think I put it in? You put it in? Yeah. That's not very nice, first of all, and it's not true. But we are... What do you expect from me today? <laughs> That's a good point. We're going to have a cantankerous Big J. Uh, his back's been in pain for the last couple of days. He's not happy about it. Is it affecting your sleep? Uh, no, not really. All I right. mean, uh, you know it's affecting my sleep? Fantasy football. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to recap the morning after Fantasy Football League in the 9 o'clock hour. Hope you're happy. I am. I'm very happy. So uh, we'll, that'll give you a little bit of a spoiler as to what we're going to be talking about a little bit later on this morning. On top of that, we also have tickets to give away for the Breakdown Ball Part 2 that's happening this Saturday at the Knitting Factory Concert House. All sorts of other fun that we're going to get into, but it all gets started with a little thing we like to call important stuff. When news breaks, we're the first there to mock it. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is not a good morning if you want to get the hell out of here and you're traveling for Thanksgiving. A bunch of airports in the western part of the United States already this morning have had to cancel multiple flights due to a winter storm, which is expected to hit a large part of the country throughout the holiday week and into the weekend. Now, according to FlightAware.com, more than 50 flights were canceled this morning at Denver International Airport, and 200 other arrivals and departures have been canceled in other places like Portland, Los Angeles, Chicago, and Salt Lake City. Because of many flights out of Boise have connections in those cities, chances are good that if you're flying in or out today out of Boise, you are probably going to be affected in some way by this winter weather system that is hitting the United States. So, that sucks. Because I imagine you're probably on a pretty tight schedule. You know, you're leaving today to get out there so that you're there for Thanksgiving. You have a day maybe to situate yourself or help cook or whatever the case may be. Or maybe you're taking a turkey across country. In your bag, as the TSA said yesterday, that's good. <laughs> now you're really, really in trouble. You've got some flight delays to deal with as well. So here's hoping you're not affected, but if you are traveling or flying out of Boise today, uh, prepare, or you have family coming in today, prepare for probably some sort of change in the flight. Odds are there's going to be something affected there, and that sucks. 
Hey, the Ravens beat the living crap out of the Rams yesterday. Oh, boy, did they. 45-6 to in Monday Night Football last night in L.A. Uh, Lamar Jackson is good. Five touchdown passes, ran for another 95 yards, strengthening the case for the 22-year-old to be the league's MVP. Hey, uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, Lamar Jackson, this two pretty big, actually probably three pretty big misses for teams looking for quarterbacks in the NFL recently. Uh, there's Pat Mahomes, who slipped down to the middle of the first round. Yep. There's Deshaun Watson, who got, who got two other quarterbacks drafted ahead of him. And there's Lamar Jackson, who went all the way to the tail end of the first round two years ago. The three of them have something in common, and that is they all were incredibly successful college football quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson hey, dominated. Are any of them the most winningest college quarterback? No, no, no. What I'm okay. saying, what I'm saying is the NFL has this this really bad look of going after people that have the dimensions and not the resume. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And then also there is that old school mentality of listen, we have this system. You come in and play it. Right. Um, it, the unique thing you have about this is Greg Roman, who is the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, uniquely suited to have a guy like Jackson play for him. And, and you know, uh, you can go back to when you know, he was the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers with Harbaugh and um, with, with Kaepernick as mm-hmm. his quarterback. Listen, he went to uh, Kaepernick and, and Kaepernick to help kind of devise this offense. He went to Nevada's old football coach to ask about the pistol, to learn about it and how it worked and has taken those things and has applied them. Um, and that's, you know, using... <laughs> You know, intelligence and saying, you know, we can we can formulate something around your skills, and that's exactly what they've done, which it makes them so damn dangerous. And that's that's actually the common thread with all three of those quarterbacks as well. Andy Reid did the exact same thing. If you think this Kansas City offense is the same as Alex Smith ran, you're insane. Yeah, and uh, and 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 Bill O'Brien's doing the same thing down in Houston as well. It's 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 adapting to the strengths of the person that is your signal caller as opposed to making them fit into this square box and doing something if they are a circle peg. So uh, it's just it, it was just interesting to me to see how you know I mean the guy was a Heisman Trophy winner he dominated through all the years he was in college at Louisville and he still went deep deep in the the first round despite having all those wins and all those awards and it's like how do you miss on this guy if you need a quarterback how does he go at 31 if you need a quarterback and we're drafting guys like Mitchell Trubisky in the second pick it's so cuz he's big and tall yeah yeah it's so and started 3 games or something it's i mean it's crazy yeah it's crazy Either way, congratulations to the Ravens. They look like a real force to be reckoned with. Uh, and I guess some people are laying money on the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl rematch. It looks like it's going to be one of those. Or at least uh, at week number Listen, 12. Listen, until anyway. you beat New England. True. True. But in the playoffs. Yeah. They are 9-1, and one, and so they do have a win on the Ravens. But if they get one more loss, that Ravens got that straight-up win that puts them in the number one seed. It might be more difficult to new, for New England to go into Baltimore and win eBay has sold StubHub, if you don't think there's any money in the reticketing business, to Viagogo for $405 billion in cash. The uniting of the two massive ticket sales providers makes perfect sense. Viagogo founder and CEO Eric Baker said in a statement, it's been a long time to combine the two companies and now it's happening. Buyers will have a wider choice of tickets and sellers will have a wider network of buyers. Bringing these two companies together is a win-win for fans. More choice and better pricing. We'll see if that's the case. 
but uh, that's a lot of money for a company that basically just allows you to sell tickets you've already got and takes a cut of it. So again, you don't have to be a trailblazer in the world of business in order to make money. You just have to carve yourself out a niche, and there's uh, billions of dollars in it, apparently. So congratulations to StubHub, who used to be in trouble. Now they're very, very rich. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, your Send Nudes uh, songs of the day. It's Streaming Dumbass on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Full disclosure, today's selections for Streaming Dumbass did not come from Netflix, as previously described in the intro there. As uh, it's been a lot of the same movies popping up week after week after week. And so, today's movies are from Amazon Prime, Big J. You do have a Prime membership, correct? Yes. So, you will be able to access these movies free of charge or whatever. I will, I will. Free of charge. And it won't put too much of a hitch in your giddy-up, correct? Nope. So, uh, same premise is there. Basically, we select three movies from the uh, Amazon Prime world. Uh, They could be originals, they could be theatrical releases, they could be movies nobody's ever heard of before. We strip away the stars, the director of the studio that brought UBS, and we're left with just something called a plot description. I will say this, Amazon's got a little bit more detail in their plot descriptions than Netflix does. Yeah, man! You've got more than one sentence to choose from, okay? Yeah! Here we go. Movie number one. American paratroopers drop behind enemy lines to penetrate the walls of a fortified church and destroy a radio transmitter. As the soldiers approach their target, they soon begin to realize that there's more going on in the Nazi-occupied village than a simple military operation. Now, they have to battle the Nazis and the undead. Movie number two. Mm. In 1985, something tragic happened that changed a young man's life. Now, over 30 years later, that man has a chance to, to initiate some sort of revenge, at least to him. As his friends, family, and mentors tell him not to put himself at risk for a petty feeling, he ignores them all. But that could be the biggest mistake he's ever made. Movie number three. When Pete and Ellie decide to start a family, they stumble into the world of foster care adoption. They hope to take in one small child, but when they meet three siblings, including a rebellious 15-year-old girl, they find themselves speeding from zero to three kids overnight. Now Pete and Ellie must try to learn the ropes of parenthood quick in hopes of becoming a family. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Ah, becoming a family. Well, let's see. Sadly, movie number one is Overlord. God, how did you even know the name of that movie? Because it's awesome. You saw it? No, but it looks awesome. <laughs> it's been on there for a couple of months. Uh, yeah, I know. And I, every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to start watching. Then I'm like, yeah, I don't got the time. I'll see. Uh, but um, so I've been eyeing that. That's the only reason why I know that. So I'm going to go movie number two. Movie number two it is. Uh, no foster kids for me. You passed on movie number one. You were right. That was Overlord. Uh, Wyatt Russell, John McGrow are the stars. You passed on movie number three. That was called Instant Family. With some pretty big star power, Big J. You enjoy Mark Wahlberg movies. He stars in that. And so does former guest of the morning after, Rose Byrne. Oh, man. Oh, what a miss on my part. You will be watching a movie that I'm so, I'm almost... Somebody should be insulted I, that you haven't seen yet. You'll be watching Creed 2, Big J. That stars Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. And so you haven't watched... Uh, wait, uh, what's, what are you laughing no, at? No, I haven't watched it. You're right. I should be embarrassed by that. <laughs> Have you watched the first Creed? Yeah. Okay. And you enjoyed it, right? Yeah. What has stopped you from seeing Creed 2? I don't know. You, I mean, Sylvester Stallone's your favorite. Here's the problem, is that when I start going through, whether it be Netflix or Amazon Prime, it's Overload. And no, I'm like, Overlord. Oh, over, yeah, it's Overlord. There's too many options, and I'm like, I want to watch this, I want to watch that, I want to watch, and I end up watching nothing. 
That's right. my problem. Okay. Well, now you don't have a choice. So that's why it's great. This You're is great. Creed 2, a movie I saw in the theaters. So I'll be interested to see what you thought of this particular movie. If you would like to watch it, it is on Amazon Prime. Big J will give you a full movie review this time tomorrow. The news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Thanksgiving is almost here, Big J. When Americans sit down to the table on Thursday, odds are you're going to have some turkey, all the traditional side dishes, stuffing, maybe some potatoes or sweet potatoes, pumpkin pie, casseroles. Yeah. But a new survey found that a pretty good amount of us, about 27% of Americans, are sick and tired of the same damn Thanksgiving meal every stupid year. And of those 27%, 86% said they'd like to try something new this year. The one-poll survey found that 45% of respondents have, in fact, tried cooking non-traditional foods for Thanksgiving or plan to do so in the future. Main way Americans are making a change, not serving turkey. 64% say they'd be willing to skip turkey. 30% saying they've already stopped serving it every year. More than one-third, 35% say they'd rather do away with cooking a big meal altogether and just go eating out on Thanksgiving. Lazy. Uh, Big J, where do you stand? Are you tired of the tradition, or are you more of a tradition guy? I've been tired of turkey for 10 years, man. Yeah? Yeah. But the wife, she's obsessed. She wants like three or four turkeys hanging out in the house. Too much turkey. Uh, We're ditching mashed potatoes this year in uh, favor of uh, uh, gratin potatoes. All right, nothing wrong with that. Delicious. But, you know, I can't get away from the stuffing. I love the stuffing. Stuffing is great. Uh, And maybe this is just me, but because I grew up in a very non-traditional Thanksgiving kind of a family that I don't mind the traditional Thanksgiving stuff now in my 40s. But like all my childhood, all the way through my 20s, even a good part of my 30s was spent at my grandmother's house who served uh, what was basically an Italian Thanksgiving. Oh, and man. so it was her homemade lasagna, everything from scratch. It was risotto. It was uh, her homemade salad that she makes and her vinaigrette dressing that was amazing. And then it was a ham usually as opposed to a turkey. So it was all these different Italian dishes mixed in with with uh, a couple of, of traditional things. Like there was usually stuffing or at least mashed potatoes for sure. But that's what I grew up on. And I didn't have like a Thanksgiving turkey turkey proper until I was like 34, 35. Uh, and uh, and was out away from my family where, you know, even my, my, my grandmother was a snowbird in Arizona. So when I was living in Arizona, I would still head over there for the holidays and have the traditional, I guess what I would call an Italian Thanksgiving. Um, so I don't mind the stuff now, but I can understand if it's been the same thing year after year after year, why it would be enough already. Now, again, for me, my favorite thing in the world I've ever eaten is my grandmother's homemade lasagna. So I never got tired of that every year. I right. miss it. I miss it immensely. But uh, it was good to have, and I can understand the tradition why you get sick of it. Hey, the Baltimore Ravens are pretty good. They beat the Rams 45-6 last night on Monday Night Football. Lamar Jackson, five touchdown passes, another 95 yards on the ground. He is good. You know who's not, Big J? Jared Goff. What happened? What happened? Did the people just figure out the Rams? Is that what happened? Because Goff was terrible his first year under Jeff Fisher and then had two really good years under McVay. And then I think people have figured out the McVay. Well, they've lost a lot on on the offensive line. That's always going to be a problem. That's true. Um... And then, yeah, I think that maybe they've caught up a little bit, but at the same time, 
Um, you know, I think the Patriots may have exposed them a little bit during the Super Bowl. I mean, listen, last year that offense was rolling yeah. until the Super Bowl. Right. And now they can't get nothing going on. No, and I mean, it's not like they have a lack of talent. I mean, they have one of the best running backs in the league. They got four really good wide receivers. And a quarterback that, I guess, depends on the week, really. Yeah, those receivers, though, haven't been healthy. No, that's true. Um, so he, he hasn't had the full compliment. So it's tough. Winning in the NFL on a regular basis is not easy to do. No, no. And so it doesn't look like it's going to be a very good year for the Rams. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, get ready. Another streaming app coming your way. Stars is going to roll out its Stars Play app in 20 new countries after its launch here in the U.S. It's experienced great success with the Stars app here in the United States and with more than 5.6 million customers to date. So the CEO, Jeffrey Hirsch, says they're going to roll it out in about 20 more countries and expand their direct-to-customer product in the launch of Stars Play. Of course, with the disappearance of satellite and cable television, everybody's got their app now, and the Stars app already has more subscribers from AppForm than they've had on wired television. So they are very happy with this choice. Stars has some original programming and a bunch of Hollywood movies. Like if It's one of those deals where if you can't find a movie streaming anywhere, it's probably on Stars. They do do a pretty good job of snatching up some of the Hollywood movies that come out in theaters that maybe you're not aware of where they ended up and landed. So uh, it's, again, another $5.99 a month. And if you need another app or another streaming channel, there's another choice for you. Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Fair warning, everybody. This We're Going to Hell story does not end well. Oh, no, man. As we head to Texas for today's We're Going to Hell story. Texas! Woo! Anahuac, Texas. I hope I'm saying That's that right. what? A-N-A-H-U-A-C. Anahuac? Sounds like a person. Uh, nope. It's a city. Okay. Oh, you mean like Anahuac? Uh, no, Anahuac, Texas is where we are going. There we're going to meet 59-year-old Christine Rollins. Christine Rollins is a caregiver to an elderly couple there in Anahuac, and she did not show up for work on Sunday to check in on the elderly couple. Uh oh So the couple's like, where's where's Christine? It's been oh, a while. She's okay. She's, uh, yeah, she, she's never late. She's usually out someplace, and then she's able to come in, and we see her, and she gives us our, our medication and our food, gives us our baths, takes care of us. That's what caregivers do, yeah. BJ. I shouldn't have to rattle off the list of job you know, descriptions for caregivers should be pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> and so... Choose to do what you want. I know, nobody's asking me to. And so, they start to look out the window. And that's when they see, Big J, somebody laying face down in their front yard. Uh, and so, the 84-year-old... Oh, no, it's her! Yeah! The 84-year-old uh, wife ends up calling police. And the police show up, and sure enough... There's 59-year-old caregiver Christine Rollins in between her car and the house that she was supposed to take over. Oh, no. Sheriff Brian Hawthorne had to hold a news conference yesterday that stated, quote, they figured out what her cause of death was. Big J, I could give you 50 guesses. You are never going to guess what killed poor Christine Rollins in this neighborhood of Anhuac, Texas. A rattlesnake? Nope. Close, though. It was an animal. Oh, it was an animal? A German shepherd? Nope. An alligator? Nope. 47 more. 
No, uh, it, it was actually... <laughs> it was... The bear? A group of feral hogs, Big J. Oh my god, that's awful! According to the... It's like Snatch! Yeah! According to the police, there have been reports in this particular neighborhood the last three days of them seeing a group of anywhere between 10 and 20 feral hogs in the area. Police didn't think anything about it because hog sightings in Texas are fairly normal and hog attacks on people are very, very uncommon. Although, if you get in the way of a feral hog, look the bleep out. Because feral hogs in this particular part of Texas, anywhere from 100 to 400 pounds a pop. And you've got 10 but, to I mean, 20 of them. I mean, that's like an offensive lineman attacking you. Yeah. You got 10 to 20 of them rolling around in your way. And listen, she's 59 years old, although she's a caregiver, probably not that spry. You understand? All if right. one of them was running her down, forget it. Game, set, match. And so that's essentially what police said happened. And, they, and they're guessing it was between 15 to 20 hogs that ended up having her way, their way with her because the amount, the various size and different bites on her body according to oh god did they eat her they did here's all i'm saying is this according to the sheriff he said quote in my 35 years as sheriff i will tell you this is one of the worst things i have ever seen that's what he said the texas park and wildlife department has issued a warning and said that in this particular area of texas the feral hogs are now considered to be a danger to yeah where's the, the hunting party elderly and children and to keep an eye on your kids, because they will take them down and not even think twice about it. Now, feral hogs are a problem across Texas, but again, attacks are rare. But when you complain about wild hogs in the area, all of a sudden they're taking out one of your own. And, it, and according to the sheriff, it says, you know, she didn't have anything in her hands. There was no defensive wounds or anything. It looked like they just took her out and she was walking from her car and to the house. And according to the injuries, Big J, took her out from behind. She didn't even see it coming. They just ran her right the hell over and just started biting the hell out of her and killed her. So? It's terrible. Humans have a new enemy, Big J. It's feral hogs. Used to be chimpanzees, now it's feral hogs coming after us. The animal uprising has begun. I'm just here to warn you. Time to finish what we started. (laughs) Make them extinct. (laughs) Sounds like everybody's going to have some ham for Thanksgiving. Do you eat feral hog? It sounds I like don't it think be gross. you should, especially if they're eating us first. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your "We're Going to Hell" story. Star Wars news next on the act. Corn freak on a leash here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. There is one thing we like more, I think, than making sure we don't get spoilers. Everybody hates spoilers, right? Well, I would hope so. Nobody wants to have anything ruined for them before they have an opportunity for it to be for them to witness it themselves. I mean, it wouldn't be nearly as fun as like, listen, we we see this baby Yoda thing. If we'd known that was coming, it would not be nearly as impactful. No, the moment would not have been as awesome as it was yeah. at the end of that very first episode. And uh, spoilers if you've already seen Mandalorian or you haven't seen Mandalorian. Oh, whoops. Uh, I mean, listen, you're too late on that. There's no way humanly possible you could get away from that. But one thing that will, I guess, make us not care that much about spoilers is the opportunity for us to make money. Uh, money is the uh, the king and everything else be damned. And if you have an opportunity to make some money, you're going to grab it. As somebody tried to do with the script to the new Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker. Of course, it comes out in about a month officially in theaters. 
And the magic of Star Wars, of course, has always been something that has attracted all of us. And one of the things that we know about this particular movie is it's the last. You know what I mean? There will be plenty more Star Wars adventures to come, but this is supposed to be the last in this particular storyline, right? So I'm sure there's going to be some finality involved in it with some characters that perhaps we know and love. And stuff that could probably be leaked out. Especially plot details if a script were to get into the wrong hands. And during an interview, J.J. Abrams said that this horrifying possibility was almost a reality. He revealed that a careless mishap with a Rise of the Skywalker script happened. He said, quote, one of our actors, I won't say which one, left the script under their bed. It was found by somebody who was cleaning the place. This treasure trove of secrets was given to somebody else who then went to sell it on eBay. Fortunately, Disney was alerted to the breach by somebody who saw the listing, and with an ominous lack of details, Abrams simply says they got it back before it was sold. I wonder how that happened. Oh, man. I want to see. I, you know what I'm... Ah. I think they just bought it back. You think? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I would like to think that Disney, much like the uh, the Catholic Church, has their own like army, like their own special ops group that goes in and, and, and rescues it. I, I, Yeah, I'm almost positive this person's dead. He said, quote, the like security SEAL team plus. <laughs> he said the security was insane. Abrams mentions the company was very nervous about anything getting out. He described that they use special paper stock for the limited scripts and incredible measures to protect Skywalker's plot from leaping leaking out. But apparently not that incredible because it was pretty easy and to get out. Why would you keep it under the bed to begin with? I'm not sure. Maybe it was hiding would it or something. Would it fall off and get kicked under? Or like, you, you know, it could have been reading some lines before bed and then fell asleep and just threw it on the floor and again, then it got Or they under. were so high they just forgot what could was be. going You have a guess as to who it was? Eh... I mean, it's, I don't know. It seems like it would be one of the guys would be more irresponsible than Daisy Ridley. Well, it has to be, uh, here's so, what I'm guessing. It has to be a major cast member, because I'm yeah. guessing if you're a small cast member, you ain't getting the whole script, yeah, right? Yeah, so you've got Adam Driver. Right. John Boyega. Yep. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Yep. Um, I'm and, there, or, and Oscar Isaacs. Sure, that could be. Uh, you know who else it could be? Don't ever, for, don't forget, Billy D. Williams. Older dude. Forgetful. Oh. Yeah, he you might know? keep keep something under the bed because right. he's a weirdo like right. that. Right. I mean, I, I'm leaning towards uh, Billy D. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they actually would give him a full script, though. Well, I mean, Lando's going to play a big part in this movie. Could very well be. Yeah, we don't know how much, though. No, that's very true. So, anyway, keep your eye on the script and don't buy anything. I mean, you know, stormtroopers come racing into your house <laughs> to retrieve something. Then... <laughs> yeah, that's not a good way to wake up. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, some important stuff and your pop culture smackdown. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, we work in a fairly musical environment. Therefore, this story probably not an accurate portrayal of our workplace. But if you are somebody that listens to music while you work, there is a growing body of research that shows, hey, it can make you more productive as well as improve your mood and work quality. All those things are positive. Agree or disagree? Yeah, times 10 when you listen to the X-Rocks at work. Thank you. But there are some situations where it could do some hindrance. For instance, Big J, if you are going through a familiar repetitive task, music is amazing. But it tends to interfere with cognitively demanding tasks, like reading or maybe even learning something new or processing new or interesting information. But they do say that that music can help you there. It just depends on the kind of music. 
Like, if you're doing those things, it's probably best to have some music with some variety, but less complexity, fewer no lyrics involved. Like, maybe you just have, like, uh, like the a Call tool of, song. Yeah, Tool Song or The Call of Cthulhu by Metallica on a loop. Oh, God, it'd be great. So that you can help yourself out while you're reading and doing some cognitive things. Just remember that everyone at your job should hear your music, right? Especially yeah. if it boosts your creativity. So yeah, crank we should it up. share it with everybody. Or have your earbuds or headphones in while you're at your workplace. But either way, uh, whatever helps you through the day is the way to go. Maybe they're unenlightened and need to be shown the way. I'm all for that. Ravens steamrolled the Rams 45-6 to last night on Monday Night Football. Jared Goff bad. Lamar Jackson good. Five touchdowns. 95 yards running as well. Uh, he is going to be the league's MVP, barring some oh. sort of ridiculous thing. Right? Even even if he got injured. Well, I don't know about that. I, do. I mean, there's still, they're still nah. five weeks left in the season. But the Ravens are very, very good, and people should fear them. Speaking of Tool, they are apparently still having some issues delivering back-ordered copies of the deluxe edition of Fear Inoculum. The number of fans outraged that the band has announced a second new edition of the set without shipping all of the orders of the first. Angry fans took to social media earlier this month to vent about the delay in back orders for the first physical edition of the LP. As a promised late September ship date for a second pressing came and went with apparently no one receiving their orders, while customer service at the band's online store made vague promises or ignored queries altogether. Now the band announced an entirely different expanded book edition of the album. Fans took to the group's Instagram page to chastise the band for not shipping orders of their first edition yet. And now it seems that a number of fans still have not received their copies of the CD, while others have had their orders canceled without even being asked. One fan posted a screenshot of his order that had been canceled at your request. He says he took no such action, so to say the Tool store is in good shape would not be an accurate statement right now. The members of Tool themselves almost certainly are not involved at all directly with the ordering issues or at fault, but Adam Jones did tell us a while back that the loyalty of Tool's fans allows the bands to do things on its own terms, if you will. Other bands who are successful come to our shows or see like our thing and go, I don't get it, dude. I don't get how you do this. You're not really on radio. You're not, you know, you don't play the game. And it's because our, our fans are very passionate and we take kind of a back door to it. I mean, no offense to Adam Jones, but I don't know a single rock sh- radio station that calls himself a rock station that doesn't play Tool. Yeah, a real rock station. You're an idiot. A uh, representative for Tool, when asked for comment, said, quote, nearly all of the orders have shipped out and those that haven't, a small number of international packages will be out this week. We've had confirmation from some people. They've already received their shipments with bulk and carrier's hands. Meaning within a week, the bulk of purchasers should have the CD. Now, listen, that still doesn't make it okay. I mean, if you order something in September, you should not, with a CD that you can currently purchase in stores, you should not have a problem getting that CD in November. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, who are you, MC Hammer? Something has happened. I don't understand that reference. My wife went to an MC Hammer concert this summer, like in May, and they were promised all this VIP stuff, and uh, it finally came in the mail. You just made a reference about your wife going to an MC Hammer concert to everybody. Yeah. And we were supposed to understand what that meant? Yeah. Well, I'm glad I asked. Well, you didn't have to understand it. I did. That yeah. was important to me. All right. Uh, so if you haven't had your Tool CD yet, it's coming along with other things according to the band. 
and Big J. Yeah, and we've got some tickets here to the Breakdown Bowl Volume 2, which is happening Saturday at the Knitting Factory. And uh, it is going to be a great time. It goes for a great cause as well. All the uh, ticket, all the funds, they go for raffle items and tickets purchased will go to benefit of the Boise Hive and for the Idaho Special Olympics. And of course, we've got Free the Jester. They're coming in from Spokane, Living in False Eyes, A Dead Desire, Faded Leroy, Stone Prophet, and The Sky Burns Brighter playing. It's going to be hell of a show. All right. If you want to go, uh, got to be able to swing by either today or tomorrow to pick up these tickets as we close early this week for the Thanksgiving holiday. But if that fits in your schedule, then get on the phone, 208-287-1003, the phone number. You have to defeat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J's got the questions. Let's see how you do with answers. Good morning, The X. Hey, this is Dennis. All right, Dennis, you're up first, man. Good luck. Goldie Hawn has been partnered up with this famous actress since 1983, but they aren't married. Who is he? Uh, can you say the first part again? Goldie Hawn has been ma- uh, partnered up with this famous actress since 1983, 1983, but they aren't married. Who is it? Huh. Let me Not familiar with the sexual exploits of Goldie Hawn? Dennis? How dare you? Not really. <laughs> All right, I'll give you some choices, okay? Okay. Alec Baldwin, Kurt Russell, or Sean Penn. It won't be the last one. Let's go Kurt Russell. <laughs> shut, shut up, dude. <laughs> trying to help people out here. I know, I know. But it was just funny. I how didn't you... even have options here, <laughs> That was okay? clear. That was my joke. That was my joke. Good job. Thanks, wow. Kurt Russell. Nick, what song does Ferris Bueller sing in the float in the Chicago Parade? Donkey Shane. No. Oh, wait. It's the Beatles song? Yeah. I, 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 he, wait, he does sing Donkey Shane on that float. Yeah, that's at the end of the he movie, does. though. He it's sings Twisted Donkey Shane. But he sings Donkey Shane on that float, too, as well. All right, fair. I'm right. sorry. These are weird questions. <laughs> God. Uh, what TV celebrity shocked the world in 1997 by coming out of the closet on her very own sitcom? Uh, All right, is correct. Nick, in the movie The Shining, what was the name of the hotel resort? Which Shining? Uh, the, the Shining. The Which movie? movie? Is it the Stephen Weber version or the Jack Nicholson? The, the original. Uh, it would be the Overlook Hotel. Yes. Right. What Oliver Stone movie features the characters Mickey and Mallory? Mickey and Mallory? Yep, Oliver Stone movie. Ah. Give them the stars of the movie. You know? That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, the stars of the movie would be uh, Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis. Uh, natural Bar Right. Hey, you natural bar. Yep. such a nice yeah. guy, Nick. Thanks. Uh, what James Bond film features Christopher Walken as a billionaire industrialist Max Zorin? Boo. Um, <sighs> View to a Kill? Yeah, 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 you finally right. remembered it. I've asked you that like 17 times. Who played the role of Alan in the Hangover movies? Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, that's correct. All right, Nick, uh, last question here. What celebrity made headlines in 1980 when he set himself on fire while freebasing cocaine? Richard Pryor. There you go. Right. Hey, congratulations, Dennis. We ran him out of questions. Good job. You wrote it all the way as well. You got breakdown ball. Two tickets. Hang on one second. We'll make sure you're all disappointing and good to go. What are you disappointed in? Uh, We got ourselves some headlines. That's happening next to the X-Rocks. 
It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by GoTeamSaveMoney.com. That is the website for Team Mazda Subaru. You can go there on the regular to check out their updated inventory for both new and used cars. And a great place to get your next newer used car adventure started. Thank you, Team Mazda Subaru. Headlines are as follows. You'll shoot your eye out. Must be nice or Big J disagrees, I bet. Ah. Must be nice. If you dislike your current job, you could always apply for this one. A British couple posted a job search for a full-time live-in caretaker for their golden retrievers named Milo and Oscar. Job posters say they are both business executives who have to travel internationally, so having a permanent dog sitter in their house is something that's important to them. God, they must be rich. And they may need to perform some housekeeping duties like cleaning up after the dogs and stuff like that. They'll be required to work Monday through Friday and some weekends. They'll get room and board plus Big J, $45,000 a year. Oh, yeah, they're rich. Yeah, oh, no, they're very rich. Listen, anytime you're advertising for a full-time dog sitter, yes. But the money's good. Yeah. Would you like to be in charge of a couple of dogs? Oh, God, no, that would be... Think of the pressure. Pressure? Yeah, I mean, what happens if you screw up and the dog gets loose? Or it has... Parvo or something. Well, I imagine you would have responsibilities, like pretty much every job. And your responsibility would be not to do that. Yeah, I don't like those jobs. <laughs> well, you have some responsibilities yeah, here. Yeah, I try to ignore them. You're right about that. You shoot your eye out or Big J disagrees, I bet. <laughs> Big J disagrees. Tom Cruise is too old for action films. Hell no. This according to Jack Reacher author Lee Child. What do you do when two of your favorite people are against each other, Big J? You love Lee Child. You love his Jack Reacher series. Yes. You love Tom Cruise. I do. You're obviously erring on the side of Tom Cruise here, yes? Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll say this. I agree that Tom Cruise isn't too old for action movies, but I also agree with Lee Child that, you know, he probably wasn't the right fit for Jack Reacher. Uh, Tom played Reacher in two films. The writer said that the Hollywood icon should just turn into a character actor in movies now that he's 57 years old. The comment is probably sure to be met with anger by the A-list actor's 30.4 million Instagram followers and Big J, uh, who is looking forward to 2020's Top Gun 2. Just keep writing books before you die, Lee. Which is titled Top Gun Maverick. Lee said, quote, I know this is going to sound extremely patronizing, but I think it's good for him. He's too old to do this stuff. He's 57. It doesn't look good anymore. He needs to move on. He needs to transition into being a character actor and stay out of the action movies. Somebody needs to tell Lee Child uh, how much money Fallout made. Like almost a billion bucks. And one of the best movies last year. Yeah. Period. And as long as it's in the right way. I mean, listen, you know, he's also done some action movies that are not very good. There's there's good and bad, I think, with every actor's resume. Not everything's going to be an absolute home run. But I don't think he's too old to do it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what happened. Lee Child used to be a really big Tom Cruise supporter. I don't know. I don't think he ever really was. I think he had to be. He's contractually obligated to do so? <laughs> yeah, he didn't have much of a choice. Uh, but now he hates the man. Wrap it up with you. Shoot your eye out. There's a new study from Nationwide Children's Hospital that finds the non that non-powder firearm eye injuries have risen by about 30% in the last decade. Non-powder firearms include BB, pellet, airsoft, and paintball guns. They use air pressure, carbon dioxide, and a spring-loaded mechanism to shoot. 
And there are no federal regulations about those guns. About 7% of children with injuries from these guns have to be admitted into the hospital. Boys aged 6 to 17 are the group most likely to get injuries. BB guns are responsible for 81% of injuries, followed by pellet guns and then paintball guns. Just about 3%, by the way, for paintball. Airsoft guns have less than 1%. Experts suggest, you know, using protective eyewear when you use these guns. And if your kid does get an eye injury, be sure to seek emergency care as quickly as possible. So they were messing around. A Christmas story was right after all, Big J. Yeah. I didn't know they still sold BB guns, like the what? BB guns that we knew as kids. Yeah, well, they're even better now than they were when we were kids. Clearly, they're doing a lot more damage. They're great. Um, and so a bunch of people are getting hurt. So just be careful. Wear protection against it and everything should be fine. But I do know they hurt. I I've mean, been... we didn't, when we had BB gun wars, we didn't have any eye protection. No, no. Uh, but you also, you know, weren't really, ha- you had BB gun wars? Yeah, sure. Jesus. Uh, I'm glad you're okay. Morning after with Nick and Big J. No, no, you're not. You're right. Coming up in a few minutes, we got to recap the morning after fantasy football league. That is Nirvana. That is Lake of Fire. Here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Let's get into it. It is time for week number 12 of the morning after fantasy football league. Brought to you by Dave and Buster's, your football headquarters. We're out there every single Sunday. We're going to be moving to one to three o'clock in the afternoon. For your chance to come on down there and enjoy some free stuff from us, so make sure you put it on your calendar. But it was an epic week for the it morning wasn't, it wasn't after. Epic at all? As uh, Jay and I kicked off the season in week number one with a matchup against each other, in which I was victorious, and really it was a battle for the season, as both of us have underperformed, but. With the winner possibly having a little bit of a chance to get into the playoffs still to squeak their way in. The loser season effectively being pretty much it. Big J, how did it turn out between Nick and Big J? I won. Yay! In it's your we, dreams, pal. That's all we need to uh, know about it. No, it... Uh, <laughs> Last week, um, at the beginning of the week, I was like, oh, no, man. The matchups just did not favor anything that I had going on, and you looked like it was going to be you know, pretty decent, uh, at least. And so uh, I thought, you know, I need to come up with something. My quarterbacks uh, that I have aren't good. Um, so I streamed up uh, Baker Mayfield, who's going up against Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And that was the only real scoring highlight I had, which was – Great, because he scored 23 and a half points. Uh, had a pretty damn good game, actually, all things considered. And, um, you know, Calvin Ridley came out with a garbage touchdown uh, on that uh, loss that they had, for Atlanta did, um, against Tampa Bay. So that got me 16 points. And I thought, you know, I'm having a chance here. Even uh, um, Latavius Murray, who is the only reason why I have the record I have anyways, because when Alan Kamara was injured, he got a uh, all of those points, and so uh, he managed to get me 12.4 points, even in, in just uh, you know the, the role that he has now, so I thought, yeah, maybe I got a chance going into last night, and then I'm like, no, I have no chance in hell, but I was going to send you a text even before the, the game started and be like, hey, congratulations, but I didn't want to get <laughs> labeled that like I was trying to you know jinx the whole thing, so it was not good. I only scored 91.18 uh, points, and, uh, you know, the whole weekend, I was just like, you know, this sucks. Yeah, you were down 20 with three players to go last night. I mean, you had a real well, chance. I had, no, I didn't, because Hurst hasn't done anything. He's, but Cup uh, could go off at any moment. He's he had could. a huge game. And he, he could. He, he had could. a lot of targets last night. He just didn't get a lot of catches. Yeah, yeah, but it was clear that, you know, that, that Baltimore defense was shutting things down. And, uh, and I thought, you know, I, I went to bed at halftime, and I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably not. And that's probably exactly not. what happened. Probably not. 
as uh, Drew Brees and uh, Allen Robinson and uh, Mr. Singletary from the Bills and the Steelers' defense all led me to a it victory. Was, it was Allen Robinson that led you to that victory. Uh, well, uh, I'll take Drew Brees and Allen Robinson. Nice little tandem there. Uh, but, cool. you know, you're not doing yourself any favors, man. What are you doing with three defenses? Any other team you would give a hard time to have three defenses uh, on your team? What yeah, well, you I just well, I, I had to, you know, I just picked one up. I just actually picked up the Lions this week, and so I have you know, uh, there were no other players that I needed. I mean, I got uh, the running backs, and there aren't any good wide receivers to pick up. So, there, you know, that's why. Essentially, I, I mean, if you look at, it, I have three quarterbacks too. But why would you play the third string tight end for Baltimore when you have the starter for the the Rams? Uh, because uh, I, I figured he he only got two points. So, well, and how I, many and did your third string tight end get? He he got he got uh, zero points. Right. But um, I just didn't think that uh, you know he was going to have a good ch- chance of scoring that many points, anyways. Either way, Big J falls to five and seven. I improved to six and six. I am at five hundred for the first time this season. I've won four games in a row. I am one game out of the playoff hunt. But we'll get into who we play in Week Thirteen coming up in a few minutes. Other games: the high score of the week, Cowboy Killers. Just went absolutely nuts with the uh, very nice waiver wire pickup this week of Jared Cook for the Saints, giving him 16 points, 28 out of Sam Darnold, 26 out of Landry for the Browns, and that gave him 139 points for the week. He gets the Dave and Buster's power card. Congratulations, Phil and the Cowboy Killers for his first high score of the week. Knocking off FC Boise, who's got an inside track for the playoffs right now, but only put up 57 points in this game. Michael Thomas being the only player of his in double digits for the week. It was just a low-scoring week. I mean, he had Russell Wilson. He had Todd Gurley. He had Hill for Atlanta. He had Galladay. He had Andrews last night for the Ravens. Yeah, none of them had a chance to make anything go. He played Jordan Howard for some reason for the Eagles, who was out. But either way, just a rough go for the FC Boise team, and they fall to uh, 7-5 and five on the season. The team that is an unstoppable force is Hot Chub Time Machine. 11-1 and one Dell improves to. If there's any consolation, Big J, the only loss Dell has this season is to you. I know, and hopefully he wins uh, tomorrow or, uh, Nick, this week. No! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never been a bigger fan of Dell in my life. <laughs> 30, <And> 30 points <laughs> out of Chris Godwin, 27 out of Leonard Fournette, 22 out of Nick Chubb, and that really was all he needed to put up 120 points for the week. Knockoff KO Hood, who is on quite the losing streak, was really good, but then has lost three in a row. Dell has won five in a row. The winningest team in the league continues to roll, and he's had Ryan Tannehill's 32 points on his bench, so he really could have gone off. Uh, Dell appears to be an unstoppable force, and I don't think I'll be anything more than a road bump for him on his path to the playoffs either this week, but we all can dream, can't we? DeBears picking up a 10-point win over Barakua. Uh, Craig improves the 6-6 six and six as as well, nice. Of course, having Lamar Jackson did not hurt. That's the only reason he won Lamar Jackson's 36 points. But that's all you need sometimes. As Barracuda has just taken some tough luck losses the last couple of weeks, putting up some points finally for the first time this season for her, but just not enough to give Sarai a victory. She falls to two and ten. Haymakers and Guitar Street Hooligans. Haymakers 124, Guitar Street Hooligans 117, and probably the game of the week. Dan's Guitar Street team falls to eight and four. Haymakers and Proved to six and six, so there's a bunch of us there at 500. Haymakers did not get a good game out of Aaron Rodgers or out of Aaron Jones for the Packers, but everybody that did not wear a Packers jersey for him ended up in double figures. Not bad at all. 27 points out of Derrick Henry, 25 for Christian McCaffrey. Not enough to give 
uh, the Guitar Street Hooligans a victory as the only real weakness Guitar Street Hooligans has, I see, is the quarterback position. If he can figure that out, watch the hell out. And it depends if uh, Rashard Penny starts taking away carries from Chris Carson, too, of course, with all the fumbles. Low-scoring matchup of the week, but a close game between Team Vesuvius and come to the DAC side. Uh, William picks up his seventh win of the year to improve to 7-5 with a 69-41 win. Jeez, on I mean, We've got an extra player in there at flex, and we're putting up 70 points for the victory. But Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Chris Boswell in the Seahawks defense, the only double-digit players for the Team Vesuvius. Come to the DAC side, of course, not a single player in double digits. Yikes. Everybody scored points for him. He didn't have a zero burger. Well, no, the Rams scored minus points. Yes, that was a bad performance. But just nobody did it. I mean, he has a lot uh, riding on the Dallas Cowboys. And when that offense does not do very well, neither does he. And they did not, and he did not. And so 41 points, that might be the low score of the year. Uh, this year in the morning after fantasy football league three more weeks left in the regular season there's a big big uh, obviously i think come to the dac side has clinched a playoff berth pretty sure guitar street hooligans has as well but fc boise ko hood team vesuvius haymakers myself and the bears all in the hunt for those final two playoff spots these last three weeks going to be a bloodbath in the morning after fantasy football league thank you to dave and busters for sponsoring it make sure you check them out on sundays on saturdays on thursdays and on mondays for your football headquarters for sure we're going to come back with some bad impressions that's next on the x rock after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And let's get you set up with tickets for the Breakdown Ball Volume 2 happening this Saturday at the Knitting Factory. Free the Jester from Spokane is coming to town. And we've got a Dead Desire uh, coming back. Uh, they were here for one of our free X shows, of course. That would be Moroni. Going to be very, very cool. Um, and a couple other bands in the docket. Going to be awesome. If you want to go on Saturday, you got to get on the phone today, 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has got three clues. They all point to somebody pretty famous. See if you can figure out who that famous person is. If that's the case, you're going to a show on Saturday on us. Good luck. I wonder how this one's going to go. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Michael. All right, Michael. Good luck. I hosted a show on TV called Don't Forget the Lyrics. I made it to the last night in Celebrity Big Brother in 2018. That's not going to help. I'm the lead singer for Sugar Ray. Oh, God. Oh, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks, Sorry. Michael. Oh, you man. Too. That's what I'm thinking, man. I don't know if people know this guy's name that much anymore. I could be wrong, but hello, the X. What's up? Hey, man, did you hear Big J's clues? I did. It's good old Marky McGrath. There it is. Mark McGrath is 100% correct. Hang on one second. We'll get you those uh, breakdown ball tickets for sure. Why the hell is Mark McGrath in the news? Well, you know, I mean, things have just gotten crazy here. Aside from uh, all the plastic surgery Mark McGrath has uh, had, um, <laughs> there's this thing called Cameo where you can have uh, famous people uh, do a video message and, and send it to somebody uh, as a gift, usually. Uh, in this particular case, it wasn't a gift. Here's what uh, Mark uh, was doing. What's up, Braden? It is Mark McGrath from the band Sugar Ray, off the charts, but always in your hearts. And this cameo was booked by Cheyenne, and she wants you to know a few things. And this is a little difficult for me to say, because it's the first one of these I've done, but she wants you to know. 
that you mean a lot to her. You mean the world to her. But she's having difficulty staying in this long-distance relationship. <laughs> you know, it's tough. I've been on the road for years, and I've been with my wife a long time. And the, the I mean, my relationship's great. Arguments, but... the biggest, you know, obstacles in our relationships is the distance between us. It makes it very difficult when we're on the road, um, and it's hard. So Cheyenne is trying to let you know, Braden, that it's very, very tough for her to stay in this relationship. She still cares about you a lot. You never know what the future may hold, and she still wants to be friends with you oh. because obviously she cares about you very, very much. So Mark McGrath broke up with uh, somebody over Cameo. What a kick in the jeans, man. Yeah, wouldn't that? I mean, that would really, really suck. I mean, it sucks to get broken up with for sure. Uh, it sucks to, to get that call, especially if it's long distance. But to have, like, Mark McGrath do it, it's just salt in the wound, right? Yeah. And he, poor Mark is uncomfortable, too. I mean, what do yeah. you say? I He's mean, you're getting paid. I'm, I'm, I, I got to take this money. <laughs> got to pay for my next surgery. <laughs> now you have to break up with somebody. Uh, he's a college-age student. He, I guess he's doing okay. but uh, And he had, like, a big test coming up. <laughs> he told his thesis. He had to yeah, write his thesis. Yeah, and, and he, he jokingly pointed out to Cheyenne in the, in the message that, you know, probably not the best timing, but, you know, good things come to those who wait in the future. Right. Uh, unless you're a Sugar Ray fan. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next to the X-Rock. That's Green Day, the father of all mother bleepers here on 100.3, the X-Rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap up the old show for this particular Tuesday. Thanks for hanging out with us, Big J. Uh, finally going to be able to watch Creed 2, despite his indifference towards it because of streaming dumbass. Yeah, so I'm being forced to. Yay! He will give you a review. I, I'm uh, being forced to watch a movie with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> that you oh, want. man. It's very weird. It's very weird that you haven't watched it yet. Uh, but you're doing it, and so that's a thing. And a character that you love. You love Rocky Balboa. Oh, God. Very strange to me. Why I explained it. Well, not really. I mean, Yeah, he, I did explain it. You explained you that there was, there was too much on there, but, I mean, it, that doesn't necessarily mean, like, if you wanted to watch a movie, you'd watch it. No, it t- it, no, man, it happens time and time again. I'm like, you know what? I want to watch Creed 2. So I go to Amazon Prime, and I sw- I'm like, oh, man, that looks good. Oh, no, this looks good. Oh, no, I want to watch this. And then I'm like, ah, hell, I can't decide. I turn into Cheaty from The Good Place. Next time, if you do that, then you uh, you just type it in the search bar. That way you don't have to go and come in contact with anything else. You just go directly to the movie you wanted to watch when you logged on. Hey, listen, you'll know better than anybody, so I'm, I might try that. We have an opportunity for uh, myself to go to the playoffs in the morning after Fantasy Football League. Thanks you, to you a, do not have a chance humbling to to and, and depressing defeat of Big J as I improved that to 2-0 and true. this season against him and there will be not a third matchup so it is a Good perfect morning, season Ida. thanks a lot big j uh, uh, appreciate you paying attention i tuned you out when you started talking about how you kick my ass in fantasy football a uh, reminder that the uh willow creek is the big half price friday if you'd like to grab it it is 50 dollars worth of stuff for 25 that's gonna go man. live at nine o'clock on friday oh, for wow. black friday so grab it at xrock.com as soon as you can next set of xrock brought to you by triple a idaho answering the call when members need help at the road side for the last hundred years and running become a member today at aaa.com and keep life going see you tomorrow jason drew's up next cx rocks 100.3